Manish has been with the Merit Prize since 2006 and has since seen some tremendous growth there that he's been um, the leader of um, within uh, one of the leaders there within their development. So what I want to do is I want to try to make this as real as I can and for you, the audience, and really understand what is the value proposition of, the diff of these top three broker dealers out there. And why would you consider them um, if you're leaving? But first, Manish DeVay, raise your hand down there in the bottom corner. It's been uh, the, uh, the vanguard of helping lead Ameriprise the past few years and in, in its uh, growth with advisors. So Manish, why don't you share with you, with the audience, the, the value proposition of Ameriprise Financial Services? Absolutely, Jeff. And uh, just want to echo, thanks for uh, putting this on here today. And uh, it's great to be here with John and Scott to talk about uh, what we all love to talk about, which is our, you know, what we get to do every day and, and the people we get to serve. Uh, the Ameriprise story has been around for a long time, but it's, it's interesting, uh, Jeff, sometimes um, people aren't familiar with it. We've been around since the late 1800s, so 125 year history. Um, while we've uh, uh, flown different flags over the firm um, in terms of the name of the firm, the mission really hasn't changed from the late 1800s, which was how do we help hardworking Americans who save for their retirement continue in their retirement um, eight days, you know, spending that money uh, the way they want and having a confident retirement. Um, in, you know, for many years, we, we flew under the American Express banner. And then in 2005, uh, Ameriprise was born. And um, we have three uh, channels uh, where advisors can affiliate with us. We have about 8,000 advisors who affiliate with us as a 1099, um, what we call the Ameriprise franchise channel. About 2,000 advisors who affiliate with us through a traditional W-2 channel in one of our 170 offices across the country. And then we just uh, have uh, recently uh, really forayed into the institutional space and helping some uh, banks and credit unions across the country. Um, all of those, um, while we have different ways to affiliate, just like uh, some of my, uh, my colleagues here today, um, it's all with the same mantra, which is how do we help um, advisors grow? How do we help them serve their clients all within, with, within the realm of advice? And I think we would all probably agree that um, as much as, you know, we've, our, our business has kind of ebbed and flows over the years, um, at the end of the day, what we're helping clients do is to navigate, you know, all that's coming at them through um, volatility, geopolitical, everything else, and, you know, regulations, and, you know, how do we really deliver advice um, effectively? And, and that's really what we, we at Ameriprise are here to do. And so uh, if you look at, you know, whether it's advisor retention, client retention, satisfaction, all of the metrics which we can get into, um, you know, the kind of the proof is in the pudding, but it's, uh, I think it really comes down to um, how do we, you know, common theme that you'll hear today is just how do we help advisors continue to serve clients um, with all of the, the opportunity as well as challenges that we face every day. So Manish, thank you. So would you say that it's more client centric for Ameriprise where you're focused on helping the advisors help the client or more focused on the advisor? I mean, just so the audience is kind of has, is there, is there a priority of the client first, advisor first? Talk about that for a second. Yeah, no, absolutely, Jeff. It's a great question. I think you always have to, you know, begin with the, with, with a client in mind. Now, at the end of the day, advisors are delivering the, the advice value proposition to clients. It's how do you support the advisor the most effectively and surround them with the tools to be the most effective in serving the client in today's ever-changing environment. And so, you know, you know, you don't need to spend more than half an hour to look on CNBC to watch a commercial to tell you why 
a robo or someone else can be doing the job and, and displace the role of the advisor. And I think what we look at it is how do we make sure that knowing that advice is our business, how do we surround the advisor um, with the best tools, the best expertise, the best um, environment to be able to deliver that? It's what we call actually our advisor client experience. Um, and so we spend a lot of money, a lot of time listening to our advisors tell us this is what they need to really compete and, and, and really deliver advice most effectively. Um, but it's all with the, you know, with the advisor and the client in mind. But Manish, um, you've been in Ameriprise a long time and you've, cho you've chosen to stay there. Um, so there's a reason why you've stayed with Ameriprise. You've seen it go through its um, evolution. Tell me why someone, someone would want to seek out Ameriprise or go to Ameriprise as a broker dealer. Yeah, no, absolutely, Jeff. And all I'll try to do too is differentiate uh, Ameriprise vis-a-vis um, -vis the industry. And so I think very simply, it comes down to this. If we compete on the ability for our for Ameriprise, our value proposition, the, the ecosystem that we've built to either help grow advisor practices faster than any other firm out there. Um, and that's, that's really what it comes down to. And so you take a look at um, the 10,000 advisors, our average productivity is just shy of 700,000 per practice. Um, we... The average Ameriprise advisor over the last 10 years has been growing at 8% uh, productivity growth per year organically versus 2 to 3% in the um, in the traditional space. And you kind of step back and say, why is that happening? And what we what we believe in our hypothesis is that we have an ecosystem that we built that combines everything from technology, marketing systems, the operational aspects of running a practice. Uh, to the supervision aspects of the, you know, all of it stitched together with leadership coaching um, and built in an environment where you could really optimize um, your productivity and you could bring people from the back office more, you know, from your, in your local staff into the front office um, and make them more productive. And so all of that kind of gets down to how do we help grow advisor practices? We do business planning. And it's it great to hear um, Scott and John talk about um, kind of the, it starts with everyone's kind of individual business planning goal. We do business planning with over 95% of our advisors and, and that's kind of where it all starts. And so if someone comes to us and says, here's what my plan is, then it's a matter of, oh, it's, it's nice to have a plan, but if you don't actually have the resources or the expertise to execute it, it's just a piece of paper. And so how do we actually then surround our advisors with the resources and the support to actually execute on that? And so that's what we are constantly um, working on. And, you know, for me, Jeff, for someone who's been, you know, in this industry, in this space for 23 years, and this is the only business that I know, I just love the firm's commitment to continuously investing, um, innovating, and kind of thinking about how do we help um, advisors grow their business and, and, and kind of doing it in, in the ways that I talked about. Okay. So rather, I'm going to pin you down if you don't mind. Okay. So mm -hmm. we can say this, but to prove it. So how, how do, how do you help the advisor grow? So you can say you help the advisor grow, but then what do you do? What does, what does Ameriprise do to help the advisor grow? Yeah. So let's just kind of go back, Jeff, to that business plan. And so um, let's just say a, an advisor um, says, you know what, I really, um, I haven't been acquiring clients at the clip that I want to, I want to do more in that realm. Um, help me, you know, really look at my marketing systems and, and, and whatnot. 
Um, we've got over 50% of our advisors engaged in a coaching program in any given month. And so if an advisor engages in a coaching program about, around marketing, it could be taking a look at how do we drive more traffic to their website, looking at their social media profile, looking at the, are, are they, um, you know, we'll do over 12,000 events a year, obviously 2020 being a little different. Um, you know, that's just one realm of it. It could be on the practice acquisition um, kind of fronts and saying, hey, listen, I want to bring someone into my business uh, as a potential junior partner or as a, uh, a practice that I want to buy um, and putting together actually a sourcing plan or an active plan, uh, you know, tact you know, tactically actually helping them go out and execute on that. Um, you know, kind of going down the realm of um, it could be advice that they want to bring into their practice and that they want to do more financial planning. And that's something that uh, they've got a passion around. Um, and it's in, in a lot of that could be our peer to peer programs, Jeff, it could be uh, kind of the, the turnkey systems that we've got um, already kind of through technology uh, that we enable. And so I, I think, though, what would really probably differentiate it the most is just the human beings that we actually have in the field or in the corporate office, um, really getting hands on with advisor practices, um, you know, and really connecting them to execute on their business plan, uh, wherever that may be. But it's, um, you know, it's, it's all of, all of that, you know, when I talk about that ecosystem, you know, I know uh, you and John are active competitors. I, I use the analogy a lot about Peloton. It's like, you kind of think about what Peloton did. It's how do you have a, a good machine with good music, with a, a world-class trainer and some really good metrics to optimize your, your output. And um, that's, you know, um, and that's something that we're trying to, you know, kind of create. And, and the proof is in the numbers, obviously, as I mentioned, the growth numbers um, kind of stand behind um, the fact that those elements come together and, and actually bring it, bring that growth to life. Um, I also want to let, let the audience know I'm a Barron's advisor and what all three people are saying is, you know, if we want growth, I mean, this is, these are great opportunities. If you want to grow your book, if that's what you're looking to doing, I mean, they're all talking about growth. I mean, you could feel the energy from them describing the value proposition of their broker dealer. So if you're probably not interested in growing, these broker dealers of the LPL, Cetera and Ameriprise may not be the place, but that's outstanding. I mean, we're such in a great profession where we can grow our book. We've got resources to help us do that. And, you know, to John's point, it's everyone's individualistic. It's, it's up to us. Um, touch a little bit on the advisor out of protocol. Who, who wants to, does anyone you want to address that at all? How you, how you guys handle that at your firm? Sure. Yeah, Jeff, Manish. Yeah, we've been big believers of the protocol for many years. And listen, I think that um, at the end of the day, um, you know, the protocol has served a really good industry purpose in terms of allowing advisors to um, have the flexibility and, you know, to, to move between firms if for one reason or the other, that they're, they're feeling like uh, their firm isn't delivering for them. And so, um, you know, clearly you saw a few years ago um, when a couple of larger firms kind of pulled out there was some uncertainty around what was going to happen with the protocol. Thankfully, I think we've seen that um, the protocol stayed, stayed um, in place um, and it continues to be a meaningful part of the industry. You know, I, I, at the end of the day, um, at Ameriprise, we will, um, on, you know, of our total uh, recruitment activity, I would say 70% of it is protocol, 30% uh, non-protocol. 
And it just, you know, we, we provide our advisors when you, you know, you put on an Ameriprise jersey, we, we provide them with full legal support. Um, and so whether that's in our W-2 channel, our 1099 channel, we will, Ameriprise will pay uh, to have the legal support. And kind of going back to what we've talked about a lot today, we, you know, we go through a thorough a review of everyone's individual um, um, situation and make sure we get counsel to, um, to help navigate us through so that the, uh, the advisor can have a good transition depending on they're coming from a protocol or non-protocol firm. Um, our stats, Jeff, are um, pretty similar in terms of the asset um, and revenue ramp ups of people who are coming to our firm from either uh, one of those protocol or non-protocol firms. And so it may take a little bit longer uh, with non-protocol just because there's a little bit more communication that has to happen um, and steps in the process. But ultimately, as long as the advisor has, you know, which, you know, they usually do has a great relationship with their client, um, they're going to bring that client with them. Um, we do also benchmark kind of our onboarding statistics uh, with McLoggin in the industry. And, you know, we're proud of the fact that, um, um, you know, we've actually got the best in class onboarding results uh, measured by McLoggin. And, um, and, and that's both in our W2 and our 1099 channel. And I think that's a testimonial to both uh, the onboarding teams that we have, but most importantly to the relationships that advisors have with their clients and doing a good job of, uh, uh, of navigating them, them through a transition. But that's just a little bit about kind of protocol, non-protocol, what we see out there. Okay. Customize. Great. Thank you. Manish. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Um, we're fortunate as a, as a Fortune uh, 250 company with a $22 billion market cap with over $2 billion uh, on our balance sheet. Um, we manage our, 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 our balance sheet really well. And so uh, we were one of 11 companies in the S&P 500 to increase our dividend in 2020, which um, there weren't obviously many companies that were in a position to be able to do that uh, this year. What that enables us to do, Jeff, is um, if there's a good fit, and, and we, we've been talking about that all day today, whether it's um, values, cultural, um, if, if the alignment is there, um, we try to take money off the table by being very competitive uh, from a money standpoint. And so, um, you know, when it comes down to it on our W-2 side of our business, um, you know, we'll offer well in excess of 300 um, percent on, on the W-2 side of the business. Um, so that we can really compete for the best talent out in the industry. Um, on the 1099 side of our business, um, we're looking at one to two times, up to two times, uh, trailing 12 in the form of some of the levers that um, John talked about, whether that's upfront, asset awards, different types of uh, um, kind of bogeys as we go there. And so ultimately, Jeff, what we're trying to do is if there's a good fit, um, we try to figure out how to be really competitive on the economic side, because at the end of the day, um, we're not looking to be the biggest system out there. Uh, I mentioned we've got almost $700,000 uh, per average uh, advisor productivity. We want to grow that. We don't want to be the biggest. We want to, want to have the, the, the most uh, productive, uh, managing nearly a, a trillion dollars in assets. Um, I think we can do that while, while, while not having to, um, you know, necessarily bring on, um, you know, thousands of people a year. And so that's what we're looking to do um, kind of from a transition and deal standpoint. Okay. Outstanding. I'm going to close it out here for the audiences that are out there. Three great broker dealers. I appreciate how you guys, Scott and 
on and Manish work together and support one another and represent a, just a top quality broker dealer. It's a lot of makes me proud to be in the industry and, um, and, and that's certainly having you guys here. To the audience, how we can help you at 3X Equity is um, if you reach out to us, you can reach out to us anonymously. If you want to find out more about each one of the broker dealers here um, on, on this uh, WebEx without actually reaching out to them specifically, you can reach out to us and we can introduce you to the appropriate broker dealer or all three um, to their regional recruiter in your area. So to consider all three would be outstanding for you if you're thinking about the move. Um, and if you left the firm you're with, you definitely would be going to something, um, not from something. So uh, with, the, with the quality and the value proposition of Subterra, Ameriprise, and LPL. So appreciate you coming out here. I hope it was helpful. Look for a follow-up from 3X Equity. This will also be hosted on our um, website at 3X Equity. And to my 3X Equity team that helped put this together and structured it, the first one ever, and there'll be another one in January. Thank you to all of you. So Manish, Scott, John, thanks for trusting the process. Thanks for trusting each other. And let's go get them in uh, 2021. Thank you, everyone.